The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Okay, we are live in D.C., and we have an amazing guest. I mean, this guy, he had some housework to do today, and he said, I am going to fit you guys in on the radio show no matter what. So the broom and dustpan, as it were, have been handed off to Johnny, and he is on the show, ready to rock and roll. Uh, Rich, how'd you like the music? Uh, were you dancing like you normally do? It was amazing. Not amazing. It was amazing. Yes, yeah, when, amazing, when Rich heard our theme song. Yeah, Richard, like our theme, the theme song, song, and uh, he said, uh, I got to be on your show. And I go, why? And he goes, I love the theme music. And I said, well, you can just yeah, listen yeah, to it. Well, you don't have to be on the show. No, you know, it's kind of catchy, and it's got a beat you can dance to, you know, so I'm good. Yeah, really good. It's awesome. It's awesome to be here, Ken. You know what? I'll tell you why. Because I like you because you're tough. And because you're tough, I wanted to be part of your show. I am your guest for today, and I look forward to this. I'm excited. How about you? Are you as excited as I am? I'm probably half as excited as you, and that's twice yeah, I, as excited as I should have said. I, I, I could definitely hear that in your voice. So, uh, so you said this is a tough show, and it's going to be a tough show. We're going to be asking the tough it? questions, and uh, I'm not going to make it easy on you. So All right, what is this business about um, a lawsuit that you had with Rich Wilinski? Rich Wilinski? Yeah. Well, he wanted to take, he wanted to take my name. And, you know, he put an S-K-Y on the end of it, and I didn't like that. And he, he's Russian, so I had to speak to him on his level. And he, uh, he dropped the lawsuit. That's awesome. Uh, so he understands Japanese, too, because I noticed you threw a couple of Oh, you know what? I did kind of go both ways. You are a smart guy. Domo harigato gozaimasu, moishi moishi, or don't touch my mustache. I hear you. You know, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. That's, that, that's Ken Rashawn, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I remember when I met you on the marketer's cruise, and a big shout-out to the marketer's cruise, because we wouldn't even yeah. know each other if it wasn't for Captain yeah. Lou. But I saw your name badge. I said, uh, Rich, and you're like, you know how to pronounce my name. And I was like, well, it's not that hard. And you said, most people mispronounce it. So can you tell me how some other people mispronounce your name? Well, well, uh, the first name or the last name? Uh, both. You, you told me you had a lot of problems with, more with the first than the last, but go ahead. Yes, well, I did. Well, my name is Rich, and well, actually today I, uh, I, I'm filthy rich. Well, I'm not filthy rich anymore. I took a shower. Well, actually, the cops made me take it back, so I'm just rich today. But the last name is Willens, but if you put a KY on it, it goes back to my grandfather in 1899 when he came across from Kiev in the Ukraine. He decided to change it. He took off the KY, and he called himself Willens. 
It looks like it's written Wylands, but it's not. It's, it's Willens. So it used to be Wilensky with a K-Y. However, because of my grandfather changing that name, it is now Willens. So my name is Rich Willens. So if you're Willens to work with me, I'm here for you. So did you actually have to get rid of one of the L's in order to make it harder uh, for people to pronounce it? Well, I did that, and, and I thought for the longest time it was pronounced Wylands. But it's not, because there wasn't a Y, there was an I. So you take out the Y without the I, you put on the SK, put it all together, and it's, I can't even pronounce it. However, well, most people pronounce it as Willens, and uh, that's, how I, that's how I go. That's how, and that's how you roll. Okay, roll got it. That's how I, so I guess I with uh, your books and not having like a little uh, button you can press on the front of the book to hear the pronunciation, you're probably hearing your name mispronounced a lot of times. I, I, I do, but that's okay. It's kind of like yours. You know, I always thought you were Roach on. Right. But it's not. It's Roshan. Right. So, so. Well, I thought your first name was Rick. Huh. And it certainly isn't. It's, it's Rick Willen. There you go. So, how'd you like that, ladies and gentlemen? The first three minutes is on pronouncing my name. Have you switched stations yet? Because <laughs> you shouldn't. It's only going to get better from here. Thank you for the buildup. So hey, well, you have a, well. a new book. You have a new book coming out, uh, oh. Everything Webinars. I do. How did you know about that? Well, I know I'm publishing it, and it's oh. my job as a publisher to make sure that every book I'm publishing I know is coming out. Well, you are absolutely correct. And ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know what a webinar is, a webinar is a seminar that is held online. Most of the time, seminars, in the old sense, you would go to like the Holiday Inn and you would see one guy standing up on stage with about 200 people, usually giving a seminar on how to turn over real estate or how to flip real estate. Well, since the invention of the Internet, which Al Gore invented, by the way, uh, thanks to him, they created seminars online, and since it's on the web, they call it a web seminar, or to shorten it up, it's a webinar. And what a webinar is is anywhere from 60 seconds to about two to three hours worth of usually information-packed content used for either training purposes or for selling products online. And the book is called Everything Webinars because what I've learned over the past four years is how to do a webinar correctly. And I base that upon my 40 years, and even though I'm 35, my 40-plus years experience in the sales field. So that's how my new book has come to fruition. It's called Everything Webinars, where I take you from A to Z and teach you how to properly do a web seminar or a webinar. So a couple comments. First of all, you don't even need to say where you can get that book. You can only get it at Perfect Publishing, so thank you very much for that. And do you, do you buy the, the bark button from Staples, or is Johnny shoving one of those broomsticks up? Uh, yeah, no, he, no, 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 he's not shoving it up there because I'm so tight, only dogs can hear me fart. So it's outgoing only, and just with that being said, I did not buy the barking. The barking is... My, my animals protecting uh, protecting me from the squirrels in the backyard. All right. Well, back to the conversation about webinars. I actually, uh, it's funny, you learn something every day. I thought that I knew the seminar part of it, uh, that it was, it was a seminar online, but I thought that the W 
on webinars was actually from Willens. I thought they took the W because you created the webinar. Yes, yes. Um, no, I cannot take. I cannot take. I cannot take credit for that. W took credit for it. George W. Do you remember him? He was around for about eight years. Yeah, I remember him. Good man. George W. Yeah, he was. Oh. I liked him. Liked him a lot. You know, him he had a Ronnie. he had a couple of uh, unintentional quote books. He did, didn't he? Um, it's too bad we couldn't get another Bush in the White House. You know, that's a shame because I was really looking forward to. Uh, what was the other brother's name? Jeb? Yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was well, good. Well, t- I wouldn't throw him out completely. I, I think Trump's got his eyes on him pretty seriously. Uh, yeah, he, I, well, you know, he could be the running mate. I hear you. I mean, why bring in somebody that looks like Carly Farina? Wait a second. Jeb Bush does look like Carly Farina. Oh, no, I got that. You know, Carly's in a, she, she's running for imaginary vice president. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Ted Cruz picked her. Ted Cruz picked her for a running mate, and um, so now Ted Cruz is going to be the imaginary president, and Carly Farina is going to be the imaginary vice president. Pretty awesome stuff in this world, huh? It is. So a lot of people don't know this about Rich Willens, and uh, okay, I guess I'm going to I'm going to put it out in the air right now. Is uh, he was much younger when he was a child. So, um, uh, you know what? About sixty years ago. So tell us about your uh, childhood. What brought you to this magic place that you're in about everything webinars? Well, you know what? I, I, I started back in the 1953. I was the uh, procreated result of my mother and my father. They, uh, they had sex one time, and uh, here I came. So I so popped out in 19, 1953, and that was in Chicago, Illinois. And stayed there for about a year till the folks moved to Detroit, where I had my upbringing, uh, where I cut my teeth on the streets of Detroit up until the 10th grade. And then from the 10th grade, I went to Scottsdale, Arizona, where I completed my high school education and was drafted into the Army. How's that? And that's where that uh, Rich Walensky guy uh, kind of came about? Well, Rich Walensky was always there. The reason why I use the KY is because I honor my grandfather because my grandfather, who's a story in itself, and let me share that with you and your listeners, in, uh, he came across from Russia, 1899, something like that. And when he got to Chicago, his name became Sam Willens. And he didn't really speak very good English, but he did know how to drive. So he was driving a cab. And that's how he was making money in order to support his family. So he figured out that back in the 20s, they used to have these bars. It was actually illegal to drink. It was called prohibition. However, these illegal bars were run by gangsters of Chicago. And these particular bars that my grandfather used to deliver people to was run by Al Capone. You heard of him? Good guy. Always yeah. there for well, you. Well, anyway, yeah, he was. Died of syphilis, but that's a whole other story. So in... My grandfather figured out that if he brought people to these speakeasies, the guy at the door would, bring, would give him money. And I think it was like $5 a person. So he could bring four people and he'd get 20 bucks. And my grandfather figured out, hey, why not bring people to Al Capone's speakeasy and make an extra $5 per person? Well, it turns out that Al Capone liked my grandfather so much that he took him out of his cab and he made him a manager in one of his speakeasies. And actually, uh, uh, two speakeasies. 
So my grandfather was working for Al Capone as a bar manager for his speakeasy. Well, have you heard of Elliot Ness? Does that name ring a bell? Yes, it sure does. Yes. Elliot, Elliot Ness was a federal agent. He ran a group called the Untouchables. And the reason why they were called the Untouchables back in the 20s, everybody was corrupt. And a lot of the gangsters would pay off these politicians in order to get away with uh, doing illegal things, such as Al Capone paying p- uh, p- politicians in order to run these speakeasies. Well, Elliot Ness didn't really care, and he just happened to go ahead and raid this particular bar that my grandfather was running. So they arrested him and some of the patrons, and my grandfather uh, went to court. He was wound up sentenced to prison for one year because he wouldn't rat out Capone. Well, it turns out that Al Capone used to send $100 a week to my grandmother, which my grandmother stashed while my grandfather was away. And when my grandfather got out of prison after the year, Capone was so grateful, he bought him a business. He bought him a, uh, a drugstore. And in that drugstore in the back room, they had a race book uh, where you could bet on horse races all across the country. And they had a five-table poker room. So my grandfather became a bookie, so to speak, and hosted these games. And for 40 years in Chicago, uh, he worked as a bookie uh, for himself and made, made quite a lot of money. Interesting story, huh? It is, and this is all in everything webinars. I mean, you really well, know how to squeeze a lot of content in one book. I do. You know what? I lied. You asked me what happened when I was born and from the beginning. In everything webinars, when we're ready to talk about that, I have, are you ready for this? A plethora of things to say. So, And I think we have two hours, so let's stretch this out. Even though I can talk for two hours, um, I think I'm ready to talk about the rest of my life first before we get into everything webinars. However, should it be that your listeners want to hear me speak about webinars, I could do that first and talk about Rich Second. How do you want to do that? I think I'm getting a lot of signals from uh, Voice America that this is such um, fluff that they're actually cutting our program down to just one hour. So we're not going to get the two hours I had. Uh, oh, God. I, 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 already, I already penciled it out. Thanks a okay. lot. What am I going to do for the next hour now? Well, let's just remove the fluff and hope there's enough to get by in the last okay. 35, I can, 40 minutes. I can do that. You know, a All lot right. of people don't know about your your big uh, splash on the Keep Smiling Celebrity Edition. You are pictured, you're the only celebrity pictured twice in the Keep Smiling book, and it's because you were before the Keep Smiling card, uh, obviously the Al Capone days, and there wasn't yeah. a Keep Smiling card, yeah. and you held up your hand. I did. In, I did. And that's what most people did back then. I mean, most people walked around holding their fingers agap, wishing there was something they could hold. And yeah. some 50, 60 years later, I ran, no, 70, 60 or 70 years later, I ran into you at JB Zoo and you said, I see that card thing you're doing. Can I hold it there? And I go, that's what everyone's doing. And you're like, where have I been? So uh, you're the only person who's pictured before the Keep Smiling card and after the Keep Smiling card was invented. Well, you know what? I love that Keep Smiling. In fact, could I quote one of my favorite singers? Normally I'd say no, but uh, you kind of caught me in a bad situation on this radio show, so go ahead. Yeah, Keep smiling, keep smiling, knowing you can always count on me for sure. That's what friends are for. Thank you. Thank you very much. We just actually got another termination of another 30 minutes are removed. We're down to literally 14 minutes left in this program. I got you. Hey, Rich, I, I, want to tell you, I want to tell you something kind of cool. I was thinking okay. before our, the radio show started that 
If it wasn't for Captain Lou having the marketer's cruise, <clears throat> I certainly wouldn't have run into you two times, but uh, the, the two ladies that actually threatened to, I think, pummel you if you didn't bring me to JB Zoo, I'm yeah. thankful for them, but uh, thank you for bringing me to JB Zoo. That was a really an amazing event. I wanted to discuss, um, well, it wasn't really JB Zoo, it was Marketing Mayhem, and what an amazing event. You had Brad Michaels there the year before. Yeah. You had uh, <clears throat> some of the biggest hip-hop has-beens ever, uh, Rob yes. Bass, Channel Ice. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Tone Loke, yeah. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Yeah, that, yeah, that's amazing. And, and Coolio. Coolio was the first. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, that, that is that. quite a lineup. And then this yeah. year when I was there, I mean, it's it's like Animal House meets, I don't know, uh, it is Marketing Mayhem. That's really the best name for it. It's, yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's a business JV conference where people are learning cutting-edge information and then celebrating everything they've either one by doing these nice strategies and tactics or just a nice way to blow off steam at the end of the day. So you guys throw one of the best events. I do, geez, I'd say about 250 events a year, and I'd have to put this as my number one go-to for having fun, massive content enrichment, and who's who of running the, uh, the Internet marketing game. And people that are really just down to earth, they'll spend time with you. You get your value just in just talking to one of the leaders. <clears throat> I mean, you had Kevin Harrington there. You had uh, Forbes Riley there. You just, I mean, it was just a, a whole yeah. list of so many superstars. Tell me, uh, tell me how you got into that game. Well, it's, it's actually a very simple story. One of the co-founders, actually the founder of JV Zoo, is named E. Brian Rose. And back in the day, um, I, had a, I was a professional poker player, as was E. Brian Rose. However, being a professional poker player really didn't pay the bills, so in order to be and step out from the crowd, I had a poker radio show, uh, similar to yours, only on real radio, where it was syndicated coast to coast. I was on over 220 radio stations on, usually either late night Saturday or Sundays, uh, and it was called Poker Talk America Coast to Coast, where I interviewed actually poker celebrities and poker champions uh, for about two years. EBR, E. Brian Rose, as he's called, had a poker TV network, uh, which was online, where he did a TV show. It was a 30-minute show that he did once a week. He uh, broadcast, edited, producer, actor, everything. Asked me, since I was uh, the photographer to the poker stars and knew everybody, if I wanted to be a uh, host on his show, where I, I took that. I was called the man on the felt. And the man on the felt, the reason why they call that on the poker table, was called the felt, where I would interview all the famous celebrities uh, that played poker. Now, I was sponsored by a company called Hollywood Poker, where my business partner was James Woods. Do you know that name? I sure do. Yes, James Woods, Jimmy Woods. He's a very famous actor. He was in Casino, and he played against with Robert De Niro. Um, there was a lot of... Uh, uh, he did a lot of things. In fact, I think on Family Guy, it's James Woods High School. So he's a very famous actor, but he was also a poker player, and he was my business partner when it came to Hollywood poker. So this was back in the day, 2000 to 2004. So I worked with EBR as the man on the felt. I had a radio show called Poker Talk America. And to add to that, I had a magazine that I published called... Um, Southwestern Poker Player, which I covered the Southwest, which was Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Las Vegas, 
and Southern California. So as a big part of the media back then, EBR was a big part of the media back then. We got together and we were partners in a few things. And then the poker bust happened. Um, you know, it got really popular for a while when uh, Chris Moneymaker spent $40 and won the World Series of Poker in 2004. lasted until about 2006, and then the poker boom kind of died. Internet poker was, had become illegal. Most of our sponsors were poker stars and Hollywood poker. These were all gambling sites, and they went away because you couldn't gamble in the United States. So we went our separate ways, him going his way, me going mine. He turned to the Internet to where he became an Internet marketer, and I turned to depression and drink and um, literally, okay, I'm kidding. Um, I was doing other things. So about, uh, <laughs> about, about five years went by. I, we lost track of each other. In 2010, we got a hold of each other, and he goes, okay, Rich, tell me. What ha- what, tell me some stories for the past five years. There was really not much to, uh, uh, to tell, but he said, you know, I've got this program called Webinar Swaps. And I go, what the heck's a webinar? And he goes, a webinar is a web seminar, and oh, we already went through that. So he says, you know what, I knew you were in the legal field, and let me premise that as well. Before the poker industry, I was a sentencing mitigator, uh, sentencing mitigator, arbitrator, and mediator in the legal field. When I say sentencing mitigator, I was the criminal's friend. If uh, you were looking at 10 years, I could probably get you two. So being in the legal field and the Internet being so new, EBR asked me, he says, well, what do you think you can do in the legal field, you know? There's uh, things that we need, like privacy policies and terms of service, affiliate policies, and they all had to be in legalese in order to satisfy the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, requirements. So I said, let me put something together, which I did. I created a, a set of six or six or ten policies that every website needed at the time, which made everybody compliant with FTC, Federal Trade Commission, regulations. So we decided to have a webinar, and I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona at the time. And he says, well, why don't you come out where I am? I'm in Biloxi, Mississippi, and uh, we'll do this webinar, and uh, why don't you stay for a couple of weeks? So I came out, did the webinar. He, uh, he was very good to me. He put me up at the Hard Rock Hotel. We did the webinar out of the Prince Suite, poor Prince. But um, it was the Prince Suite, and the webinar was a success. I made $10,000. I said, you know what? I kind of like this Internet stuff. So... Um, I think I'm going to stay. So that's how that that's how I landed in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I've been here ever since. So EBR and, how many, and I became part. What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You were finishing. Go ahead. EBR and I became partners in uh, in a few things. Uh, however, he was already in the uh, in a partnership with two other guys that were was creating a, a company called JV Zoo, Joint Venture Zoo, and he, uh, which I was also part of in the beginning. However, there are the three main guys, uh, Larry, Moe, and Curly, I call them. Actually, since it's called JV Zoo, I call them the clowns. Mm-hmm. And between the three of them, they went ahead and created this huge platform. And that's another funny story I'll share with you probably after a break, because I bet one's coming up, on how JV Zoo actually got started. And um, you talk about right place at the right time. There was an individual involved that had an opportunity that did not take advantage of it. And I'll share that story probably after the break. So what happened was JB Zoo got created. Uh, they needed a place for me to work since I was partners with EBR. And uh, so I was one of the first support people 
or JVZoo, as well as running their webinar swaps division. And that's how I got to learn webinars, which probably after the break I can share that with you as well. So how close are we to the break? And tell me if I should go on with a story or not. I'd actually like to just talk about this break for another three or four minutes, maybe five minutes, because we're not going to have a break for that long. So we could just well, stall and talk about all the things we'll talk about in the next segment that we okay. <laughs> probably won't get to because we've named so many things. Man. Oh, I, 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 can talk, I, I can talk forever. Let me share that story with you about how JV Zoo uh, had a, gave an opportunity to somebody and how um, that person didn't take the opportunity and he wound up losing three-quarters of his business because of it. Would you like to hear that story? How long is that story? About two minutes. Well, I like that. Let's, let's do that story. Okay, so we're at the uh, Sam England Warrior Forum event in Raleigh, North Carolina. Sam England and his partner, Brian McLeod, used to put on the Warrior Forum events uh, once a year, which Warrior Forum is a platform that was selling Internet products. The sister company was called and it wasn't really a sister company. It was independently owned by a gentleman named Mike Lance who um, owned Warrior Plus. And he was making a ton of money because you needed to buy a button from him that would work on Warrior Forum so that you could sell these products. And he charged accordingly. Well, there were some, uh, some things that he did not... Uh, he was not improving. He was stagnant. He left everything, you know... Hey, everything is good. You know, I'm not going to improve. So EBR and his two partners, Chad Castleman and Brian Zimmerman, uh, approached Mike Lance and said, Hey, look, Mike. Uh, well, actually, EBR said, Hey, can you do this, 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 and that, and this? And Mike said, No, you know, not really. You know, that would cost a lot. I don't want to really do anything. And then the three of them got together, and they approached Mike. I was there, actually, uh, in a conference room, listening to them approach Mike Lance and say, Hey, look. We're going to start this company, and we're going to start a company with all these improvements that we were asking you to do, and we'd like for you to be a partner with us. In other words, you would get 50%, and the three of us would take 50%. We're going to, we're going to call it JV Zoo. What do you say? And Mike Lance looked at us. He goes, yeah, you know, that's very nice, but, you know, I've heard this before. Well, why don't you guys just go ahead and start it? Well, well, Mike, are you sure? Because I'm telling you, we could work together, and if we combine, uh, this is going to be very successful, and it will be a great opportunity for both of us. To it, Mike said, nah, that's okay. You know what? Why don't you guys go ahead and do it? Appreciate the opportunity, though. And that's how JVZoo was born. And that's the end of that story. Mike Lance lost three-quarters of his business, JVZoo, uh, by using uh, EBR Smarts, Chad Castleman's Programming, and Brian Zimmerman's organizational skills, except when it comes to payroll and paying people. <laughs> uh, that's his only... Oh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. He pays me just fine. Um, instead of doing that, uh, he... Um, well, it became JVZoo, and it became as successful as, as it was, as it is. And it still is, and still growing. Now, if any of you want to hear the 30-minute version of that story, I heard that at Marketing Mayhem, and you'd have to go there and actually buy Rich a beer, but he actually goes back and forth with, are you sure you don't want to do this deal? And then my client says, well, not really. I don't think so, guys. And then there's a back and forth for about 27 minutes. So I love that version that you took a half hour in my life. And that is the unauthorized version, by the way. That's only my observations. I I make no claims, and I'm sure they make no claims to it either, but 
Um, if anybody uh, asked me, I'll certainly not deny it. <laughs> it was a funny story. And you know what? Mike Lance is a very good friend of JV Zoo, by the way. He eventually, you know, he, he started improving the, the site because he had to. Uh, and by, by him improving, he, he's winding up making more money. So, and it's an excellent site. I guess when we cut down through all the BS, it's an excellent way for Internet marketers to make a lot of money. And we're talking any age. So there are 23-year-old millionaires that I know, 30-year-old millionaires, 42-year-old millionaires, and even 62-year-old millionaires. And it's all due to EBR, who created a format that created millionaires. And did you know that JVZoo, over the past three years, and it was a startup that didn't need any money at all, has paid its affiliates over $200 million in three years. I did not know that. That would, have, that would have been a great startup of the next segment because we have to go to break pretty soon. A lot of people don't know that uh, Mike Lance is absolutely no relation to Elliot Ness. So I just wanted to give that little tidbit of information. And for those of you that want to buy Rich's book, Everything Webinars, and you don't want and yeah. you want to pay uh, more than retail from Perfect Publishing, yeah. if you go to Perfect Publishing, where can they get that book? Well, they can get that book by. Uh, well, as soon as you publish it, I guess they can get it from you. Okay, so they'll get it from us. All right, we're heading to break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. All right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you are a small business owner or entrepreneur, you may not be aware of the different options available to you in securing business capital in today's market. We discuss and explore these options each week on Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. There are two primary ways of building business capital. Profits, which are basically higher revenue and reduced expenses, and external or debt capital. Listen live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email. 
to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what. Uh, the music you guys hear during the, uh, in the break coming out and break coming in, we insist that music is played while you guys are hearing other commercials. So, hey, Rich, are you okay? Did you have a heart attack on that little Zumba jazzercise exercise? Uh, well, I, I did have to take a, a, a pill, but I was good. It's a nitro pill, but the heart is back to normal, and uh, I'm just I'm fired up and ready to go. Actually, um, I've been I, I've been um, drinking ketones, so I'm really fired up now, and the ketone is burning all of this extra fat that I have. So I figure if I can lose a pound for the rest of the year, I'll weigh nothing by the cruise. So I'm wow. good. Wow. Yeah, that is amazing. I mean. Where, how will we find you? I, I don't know, but I wanted to ask you a question. If you watch a Pink Floyd DVD on Blu-ray, does it come out as deep purple? That was your uh, best you could do six. for Prince? So, no, it wasn't. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> anyway, well, by the way, I mentioned Prince uh, when you buy my book and you'll get the obligatory uh, discount for poor Prince. Anyway, oh, you were talking about Mike Lance, no relationship to uh, Al Capone. He's also no relationship to Walter Lance, who was the creator of Woody Woodpecker. But oh, okay. That's, uh, that's a whole other story. That is actually so, probably a great invite for a second show. So actually, I'll talk to Voice America about it, extending it to another hour so we can have that story included. Well, so, you, hey, know you know what? A, uh, a lot of people um, that meet you say that you're kind of funny and you should make a joke book. And rumor has it, you've made a couple. So I, I did. I did. Uh, the, the, I, made, I made three, actually. One of them is called The Most Stolen Borrowed Jokes in the History of the Internet. Far from being original, because uh, I'm far from being original, I decided to search the Internet and pick up some jokes that were pretty generic or not generic. Uh, however, I, I did... Pick the humor that I liked, and uh, I combined that with my own humor, either rewriting them or telling them word for word. And I went ahead and published them with a caveat that said, uh, you know what, these aren't mine, but if there are any comedians out there who is willing to make the claim on knock, knock, who's there, orange, uh, feel free to contact me, and I'll go ahead and give you credit. So I put together this book, and it turned out to be an almost bestseller. When I say almost bestseller, I, I, I sold like 70. So wow. that was pretty good. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, uh, well since you sold 70, let me ask you a question because this really comes to mind. I'm, pro- I'm sure the listeners are kind of thinking the same thing. So okay. when, you went, when you scoured the Internet for jokes yes. and you decided yes. to go with the ones you liked instead of the ones you didn't like, do you think that might have been a mistake? Yes, uh, yes totally. But here's the secret to writing a book and writing a joke book. You get to share your personality in writing with people who you don't really know. And most of the time, when you hand somebody a book and your picture's on the cover and your name is on the cover, that gives you a little bit of instant credibility in relationship to, well, you're a published author. In my case, it was a joke book, and since I was a pretty funny guy, um, I went ahead and published these jokes, and people now think I'm funny, whether it's my original material or not. With that being said, let me share another story with you. In 1977, I was in San Francisco. I was going to law school at the University of California at Hastings, and I was performing as a disco DJ at night on a radio station called KSFX 
where I was known as Rick the Stick, the Mix Master. So I would spin this disco music on the radio as Rick the Stick, and then I would go to one of the local nightclubs where I would spin the rest of the night um, just entertaining thousands of people as disco was very huge back in the day. Well, during the day, I was going to law school, and when I didn't go to law school and I wasn't working as a DJ at night, I was performing stand-up comedy in San Francisco. Yes, it's true. I was performing at such places as Cobb's Pubity, I'm sorry, Cobb's Pub, the Holy City Zoo, uh, the other cafe, Sam's Comedy, and I also performed for three years in a row, four years in a row, in the, uh, the annual San Francisco Comedy Competition, which was one of the first comedy competitions in the United States. The first year I performed, Robin Williams. You heard of Robin Williams? Yeah, no relation to Elliot Ness, I'm guessing? No, no, no. He's related to Mike Lance, though, but that's a whole other story. Um, he came in second at that comedy competition. Some of the other noted people that were in that competition in those years that I was there was Marshall Warfield, who was on a, 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 a TV show called Night Court. Now, we're going back to the 70s here. Kevin Pollack, who turned out to uh, do movies with Bruce Willis and Tom Cruise. He was in the, uh, in the uh, You Can't Handle the Truth movie. So, and, and A. Whitney Brown, who went on to be, and uh, A. Whitney Brown, and what was that other guy, the church lady? I can't think of her name, his name. But anyway, Kevin, uh, well, Kevin, Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Meany, who went by Eeny Meany. And uh, I, for, I forget uh, the church lady's name. But anyway, went on Steve to Saturday Night Live. And um, my comedy career kind of took a dump from there, so I had to go back into the real world. So after I knew my comedy, com- my comedy time had come and gone, uh, and I went ahead and decided to drop out of law school and become a sentencing mitigation specialist, working for a very famous um, lawyer by the name of Melvin Belli, who represented Jack Ruby, who assassinated uh, um, the guy who killed uh, Kennedy. What was his name? Anyway, pretty interesting life, huh? Very interesting life. How do you pack yeah, it all in? Well, you know what? Man, is, I'd love to say two things. One, I can't hold the job. And the other thing is I'm 62 years old. Even though I don't sound it or look it, I got about, uh, I got about 40 good years experience on a lot of people. So if you take five years here, five years there, five years here, three years there, ten years there, you know, I, it, it, it might sound like a lot, but it really isn't because it just happened to fit. Well, a lot of people, when so, they meet you on the cruise, I noticed that you play the guessing game of how old do you think I am, and they say 60 or 61, and you're like, no, you're like a no, full year no, off. Hey, so, Yeah, you know, come on, Ken, let me ask you this. I, I'm, I, I look pretty good for 70, don't I? Hot, I got to tell you. I can see where I know, I know. God, I you can know, see what Marie married. thinks and, and, and feels about you. Well, she in fact she's uh she's coming to visit on is she? Uh, Thursday. Yep, she's uh, coming to Mississippi. Oh my god. This is going to be the, either the deal breaker or it's going to be true love. I think you've already passed me, that phase. I think I think well, it's going to be true love. Well, I, I like to think that, but you know, if she finds out I like wearing women's clothes and I perform at one of the nightclubs here, I think she's not going to be too happy. So, is there I'm any way you can? To, uh, uh, is there any way you can curtail that for a couple of days while she's there? 
kind of an addiction, man. I mean, once you try on pantyhose, or as I call them, mantyhose. Oh, wait a second. Right. Nobody wears pantyhose anymore. Ah, scratch that. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'll let her wear the women's clothes in the family. Yeah, that's what I'll do. And I know we'll be happy, too. Well, let's give a nice little shout-out to not just Marie, but Lizette LaForge, who not only makes connections for you and me, but she also <laughs> she set you up as a matchmaker in heaven with yeah, uh, Marie. She, she did, too. You know, that's kind of a funny story, and let me share with you that quick story on how romance can hit at any time. Not that you all are interested, but this is the filler time, and I think this is a pretty interesting story. I had dinner with her one night, Marie and, and uh, a couple other of the marketers, only because... I was looking for my friend Mitch Carson, and I couldn't find him. I think he was hiding from me, uh, and I didn't even owe him money. That, that's what's the amazing part. But I didn't see Mitch, and I, I walked all over the ship's restaurant, and I walked down and up, left and right, or, or forward and aft, however they say that on the boat. And I was just going to go to my room because I, I, I got, actually got sick on this cruise. I had pink eye. And I was feeling a little miserable, and then I saw this empty spot, and I just asked these three ladies, do you mind if I join you? Well, I sat down, and right across from me was this statuesque, stunning, gorgeous woman who was age-appropriate for me. She had to be in her, what I thought, late 40s, early 50s, and I, I thought she was very attractive. However, because I'm suave and devoner and very cool and, you know, had to be hip and cool, in fact, too hip and too cool, I played it like, uh, hey, you know, no big deal. I'm cool. I'm funny. I'll flirt with all of you. And, hey, dinner's over. Love to chat some more, but got to go. And it turns out the conversation that I had with Marie actually sparked interest, but I didn't see it because, you know, I'm not a normal guy. Um, so I was oblivious to somebody who had a little bit of interest. And that was pretty much all the time we spent together until probably two days before the cruise got over where I sat down at a table. She was at one end and I was at the other end. And I noticed she kept looking at me, but I couldn't figure it out because I know what I look like naked. I can't even look at me naked, although it's getting better, but that's a whole other story. So she's looking at me and she's listening to me talk and talking with everybody else. And then she finds out that uh, I'm associated with some of the biggest marketers in the world, which didn't really motivate her to get to know me even more. She just felt that I was an interesting person, and I was oblivious. So after a few flirtatious lines like, hey, I'd lose weight for you, hey, you're awesome, you're hot, um, love your nails, uh, we parted ways, and I invited her to Marketing Mayhem, and I told her, I said, you know, if you come to Marketing Mayhem, you can come to the private party and I'll introduce you to Brett Michaels. Uh, you know, not a lot of people get to go, but make sure you, you know, you come see me at Mayhem. She said, okay. So I meet her at Mayhem. I see her at Mayhem and I just kind of blow her off because, oh my God, I remember you, but I didn't remember what I said. So I'm running around because I had certain job duties that I had to do at Marketing Mayhem. I kissed Brett Michaels' ass and make sure that everybody uh, in the band was taken care of, of which they were. I did a great job. And I kept meeting Marie and passing along her, you know, along the side. Hi, how you doing? And it turns out you got involved one night with her. Uh, we were having a private party in the suite, and I thought that was the party that I was supposed to invite her to. Well, it seems like the photographer said, you know, Marie, I'm going to this party. Would you like to go? And Marie said, no, I wasn't invited. And the photographer said, no, BS. You're coming with me. Let's go. So she calls me up and she says, idiot, you didn't invite me to the party. I'm coming up there with Ken. 
She, oh my God, no, Marie, of course. Come on up. Oh, I'm so sorry, you know. So she. I told her it was your idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Uh, she knew better. She's pretty sharp cookie. So she gets up there, and I'm listening. I'm talking to her, and you know, I got to run this party, and I'm noticing, you know, hey, great body, nice face, great skin, beautiful hair, but you know, I, I kind of pushed her off, and I I turned to Mike Lance actually, and I said, do you know Mike Lance? And they started chatting, and I kind of walked away. So I hadn't thought about her again. I just saw her for the minute. I went ahead and kept doing my job. And then uh, Brett Michaels came and went, and it turns out I didn't take Marie to the party that I invited her to. But I didn't even remember I did that, so I didn't know that I didn't do that until the following day. The following day, uh, she's having breakfast. Marie's having breakfast with uh, Lizette. And Lizette comes up to me, and she smacks me in the head, and she says, you know, you're an idiot. And I says, what do you mean? She says, you see that woman over there? And I said, yeah. But she's really interested, and if you want to take a chance on losing probably the best thing that's going to ever happen to you in your old-ass life, you better come over there and talk to her. And I went, you're kidding, right? She says, I'm not kidding. So I went over there, we started to chat, and the next thing you know, we hit it off, and uh, uh, I said, all right, well, let's pursue this even further. I said, hey, I got something for you. And Marie will tell you this story. She says, you know, I pulled her off to the side, and I said, I want to give you something. She thought I was going to ask her out on a date. I gave her a copy of my book, and I autographed it. Hey, it was great meeting you. Hope to see you again. Rich Willens, Marketing Mayhem 2016. And I gave her the book. And she looks at me, and she says, you're giving me a freaking book? Really? And he said, well, well, well yeah. She says, no, here's my number. We're staying in touch. Call me. All right. And... uh I've talked to her for hours every night ever since. I've gone down to see her three times. She's coming up to see me. And it seems like we're going to be cohabitating between two places, in her place in Florida and mine in Mississippi. And isn't that an awesome story? It's not only an awesome story, but I've actually experienced it uh, from afar by watching you did. How, how things show up. It's really strange, but... Uh, you know, if any anybody hadn't been part of that picture, this beautiful love story couldn't be told. And, no, you know, a lot of people no. don't take that chance of leaving their house or <clears throat> being uncomfortable and going on a cruise or going to marketing mayhem or any other opportunity that actually pushes you to think more, be more, and and learn more. So, I applaud you, and I, that is a great story. And it's, and well, it's exciting. Thank you I very think, much. I, I think the moral of the story is always make sure you have a social media photographer to cover your butt to make sure that. Uh, last-minute connections like that do actually finally happen. Yes, and, and not only that, I, I owe you a lot as well, because if it wasn't for you going on my word and coming to Marketing Mayhem and actually doing an excellent job, great job, one that, that was, was worth more than anything monetarily because of the social media value, which is something that you do, I, I have to tell you that it's impressive that the quality of work that comes out of you and your staff and the way that you present yourself and the social media benefits that you give are just, they're beyond expectation. So uh, I just wanted to, you know, also tip my hat to you and, and, and wish you not only the best of success with us, but no matter what you do. And I do appreciate you publishing my book and 
do we have a few minutes to talk about the book? Because I mean, pretty much. Actually, that's it's so funny you say that because I was going to say normally our programs are the exact opposite of what this program has been. It's like, hello, how are you? What blood type are you? Now let's get to content and teach these people around the world why you're the greatest and how they can be greater. But instead, yeah. we went ahead with the old. 50 minutes of how can we find out how to stall and only give 10 minutes of content because that's really all you got in that book. I mean, you have, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I don't want you kicked off of, uh, what, are, what are we on? Great America? <laughs> America? Uh, I, I forget so, what it is, this radio is. Um, Everything Webinars is act the story of how to not only do a webinar and do a webinar properly, but if you have a service or a product and you're in the internet marketing business or if you're in a brick-and-mortar business or if you just want to promote your product, what you could do is create a webinar with a certain format that will increase your conversions and your sales. Now, I'm saying this about webinars that actually sell something. There's two kinds of webinars. One webinar is the type where it's just informative. You could use it for a meeting. If you have to, instead of bringing everybody to one hotel for a conference, you could actually create training webinars and distribute them through uh, the electronic and, and web media, and you basically save all that money from spending it on a hotel and gathering everybody together. The other, and, and learning. The other, the other webinar is where you have a product, that you have for sale, and people attend to decide if they want to purchase that product or not. And it would be up to you to perform and give the right amount of contact to persuade people that your product is going to solve a problem, be the end-all, and help you make more money in your Internet career. And there's a certain style that you have to use. There's a certain format that I've created based upon what we what I've learned doing over 400 different webinars. As I told you a little bit earlier, I work for a company called JVZoo, and their sister company is called Webinar Swaps. While they were creating JVZoo, I was the one who was taking over Webinar Swaps, where I hosted over 400 different webinars from different Internet marketers. And by doing that, I learned exactly what works, what doesn't, what converts, and what doesn't what techniques to use, and how to put together a proper converting webinar that's not only going to increase your conversions, but increase your money as well. So I put together all of this, and I formatted it, and and I learned that um, people want to know how to do it properly. There's a bunch of webinar formats and programs out there where uh, people are selling uh, their program. For example, Webinar Jam is a Mike Phil Sam and Andy Jenkins. Uh, platform where they give you the webinar, they give you the tools, they they give you an opportunity to make a webinar, but they don't really tell you how to do this webinar. And the same thing with a couple other uh, people. Joel Peterson has one. Mark Thompson has a webinar platform. I believe Joe Troyer has a webinar platform, and there's a couple others that do. There's also real companies like On24, which I think is the best webinar platform ever, they're based out of Washington, I believe. That would be, if somebody was going to make a benchmark on webinars, it would be on 24. But if you have a webinar and if you just throw something together and if you don't really know what you're doing, all you're going to be getting is nothing. There's a certain way and a certain format that you have to use when you're doing a webinar, and it all has to be structured. For example, 
we're doing a radio show. Now, on this radio show, back in the old days, we used to have a clock. And it's an imaginary clock. It's not one that goes tick-tock, tick-tock, but it shows an hour clock in the first half of the hour. Now, this is back at rock and roll radio, where you'd have the first seven minutes would be music, then you'd have three minutes of commercials, you'd do the weather, and then you'd come out to another six minutes worth of music. From six minutes worth of music, you go into another set of commercials, come out to a jingle, and then you have eight minutes worth of music. You go into another commercial, three minutes worth of commercial, come out to six minutes worth of music, and then you go into another break, three minutes worth of music, and you're back to the top of the hour. So that's what I use when I format a webinar. And I'm going to give, do I have time to give a quick rundown on how to format a webinar? I was going to say, if you could give a couple of tips in a minute, there's a couple things we have left to talk about in the last two minutes. So go ahead. All right. When you're doing a webinar, the, first of all, if you're doing a webinar and you think your webinar is good but it's not converting, uh, you're wrong. And I don't mean to say you're wrong. I, I need to say that you don't have the information you need in order to convert your webinar. Your webinar should be an hour long. It should start out with an introduction, two minutes worth of this is who I am, ten minutes worth of this is one part of the webinar, two minutes worth of question and answer, and then you go back into ten minutes worth of webinar. Finish that with two minutes worth of questions. You go back into seven minutes worth of webinar. Take another two minutes for questions, and then you go into your sales pitch. Uh, You go into a pitch, and I used to think pitch was a negative connotation. I call it sales presentation. You go into your sales presentation, and then you ask for the sale. You have uh, another four minutes to start closing the sale, and whatever comes in. The attention span of the average attendee is 51 minutes. So if you don't get it done in 51 minutes, you're going to start losing people. And that is the secret to success that you could get only by purchasing everything webinars. Rich, I got to say, uh, this is probably a good time to tell people about your humbleness. Uh, Rich actually became such a pro at webinars that the web, the I guess the powers that be that actually own uh, the, the WWW actually wanted to be willinars. And uh, Rich, being who he is, said, no, it's really a seminar that's more web-related. Let's make it webinars. So hats off to you for your humbleness. I, I, I see you every single day pushing away the fame, the money, and even the girls. So uh, with Marie in your life, I'm glad you're pushing away the third one. And yeah. why don't you tell a couple jokes uh, to let people to prove, because there's certainly been no evidence in this show that you have a, a sense of humor. So Let's go with a joke or two. Hopefully, they'll land. And uh, don't do that knock-knock one with the orange. Go, go well, with uh, something else. Well, did I ever tell you about my psychic business? You have one minute. No? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I have my psychic business is going bankrupt. You know, I should have saw that coming. <laughs> okay. As long as you have a couple of quick ones like that, let them roll. And then I want... I got it. Well, I, have, uh, I just recently got fired from my real job. I, I work for Pepsi. Um, and that was a great job, but uh, I, I got let go because I tested positive for coke. But yeah, you know, I used to, yeah, I used, you, you, I used to be a butcher, you know, but I accidentally bumped into the slicer and got a little behind in my work. Key. Turns out my company doesn't like misery, so I got gotcha. you. All right. You know, if Caitlyn Jenner ever got diabetes, do you think she'd be a sweet transvestite? Yeah, that's Enrich- a Rocky Horror picture uh, picture thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, okay, what is, fine. Yes. What is uh, one of your favorite mentors, favorite book and quote, and then how do we get a hold of you? 
Well, the mentor that I do have is E. Brian Rose, and he has a book called uh, uh, Something Millionaire. Oh, The Millionaire Within. Okay. And he tells and the stories of quote? how uh, he creates... What's that? And favorite quote, we only have one minute. I wanted to just let the audience hear that you have a, a, a lot more to share when you come back again. Favorite well, quote? Well, my favorite... I do. My favorite quote is, it's better to have halitosis than no breath at all. Okay. And how do people reach you? Rich Willens on Facebook, R-I-C-H-W-I-L-E-N-S, or if you feel the urge to email me, Rich Willens, W-I-L-E-N-S, the number one, at yahoo.com, or richw at jvzoo.com. Well, Rich, I want to tell you, not only um, are you one of the best friends I have from the internet marketing (laughs) mayhem zoo, you're also a totally cool guy, totally cool guest, well, and I'm proud to call you a friend. You've been amplified, you. and thank with you. your permission, we'd love to have you back. You're an awesome, well, awesome person. Well, uh, you know, I, I thank you very much. I, I would love to come back, and, and for those of you who are here, um, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. I know your time is very important to you. And for me to take an hour of it, well, not only do I thank you, but I thank Ken, and I also thank my mother, father, sister, and brother. So. Thank you, bro. We'll talk again later and invite you back on the show. Have a great day. Thanks, Ken. It was a privilege. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard. 